There we go. All right, that's what I like to hear. All right, so boom, boom, boom. There we go. All right, you ready? So we can get it. We gonna get into it. <laughs> All right. So y'all already know what it is, man. It's your boy Seven the Panther. Welcome to Panther Politics. And today, I am very fortunate to be blessed with the presence of my brother. Now, now I know your name is James, but I know you represent Empire. So I don't know how you wanna uh, how you wanna put that out there. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'll let you let you introduce yourself and tell the people who they rock. Mr. J, CEO of NCC Records. No doubt. NCC. Now, what does NCC stand for? That's uh, North Carolina Commission Records. No doubt. North Carolina. Hell yeah. Now, anybody that, that's been rocking with the pie, y'all already know I'm representing North Carolina hip hop all day, every day. Uh, what, what, section of the, what section of the state are you from, bro? 2-6, Vietnam. Ah, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, I did a little movement out there in, in, in Vietnam. Yeah, I, I, it's a pretty dope, dope city out there, man. Um, so let me ask you, like, I know as of right now, like it's 2022, so a whole lot of shit popping off. But like, when did uh, when did uh, NCC get first get started? Um, really, my whole uh, movement, me doing music, period, uh, started, you know, uh, in uh, about '94. or So, you know, that's my first foray into the studio. Um, the label itself was basically started in '98. Um, you know, after uh, giving a kind of backstory on, on, on myself, um, you know, I've been writing songs and stuff since, you know, fifth grade or so. Um, like I said, the first foray into the studio was like 94 or so. Um, at that time, I was just uh, trying to do, you know, some original songs for like a talent show. And um, through that, that kind of spawned into creating this group uh, back in the day called the Omega Clan. Um, that kind of blew up. Uh, we had about 32 members at one time. Uh, it got us to, uh, on the radar of uh, Warner Brothers at that time uh, with a kind of a development deal, but we didn't really know what to do with that. So we didn't really uh, take it at that time. Um, and basically, you know, through that ups and downs of different managers and kind of getting jerked around, um, that was what led me to uh, go off to school uh, for a few years uh, in Providence and Rhode Island and do some shows up there um, as a promoter and as an artist. Um, when I came back, you know, I went to school for business so that what that's what led me to start that label. Okay, that makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, like, how much of a how much of a difference did you see in the hip hop scene coming from from Fayetteville up to to Rhode Island? Well, around here, you know, we we didn't have a lot of stuff going on at that time. Um, you know, there's a few groups um, besides us. You know, uh, Bomb Shelter, Ivy League. Okay. Um, Character Assassins, Character Assassins ended up in um, the source at the time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, later on down the line, I ended up working with um, with Rick Marvel on a few things. He actually produced some stuff wow. on, on my current album. Oh, that's dope. 
That's that's so, a Rick Marvel. That's a good look right there for sure. No doubt. So uh, oh, you know, yeah. it's you know going up there. Um, it was just seeing more of an active scene. Like they were more um, having more underground spots to kind of do shows and um, ciphers and different things going on up there. So you know, it was it was definitely more active. You know, going through all that stuff. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, I mean, I did I did a show in uh in Rhode Island uh at probably like '97 with uh with Capone and Noriega. It was pretty dope. Capone and Noriega and Crew. A lot of people don't remember Crew, but uh yeah, that was a uh, that was pretty dope, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I actually I enjoyed it. Up there. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, what was it? one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two? CRU, CRU, bubbling. That was my <laughs> joint. So, like, yo, crew was super dope, man. So, I mean, man, you work with Rick Marvel. That's like that's huge. Like, there's a lot of people who don't who never like really get an opportunity to to work with with people that they that, that have actually accomplished some things in this business and and that have actually done some uh done some work with some of the more established artists. Um, now, who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you work with Speak No Evil, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So tell me more about uh, Carolina Bad Boy. Well, uh, you know, Carolina Bad Boy, uh, rest in peace to uh, Flash Fader. No doubt. Um, you know, he, he was uh, he was one of the cats that, that, you know, definitely showed us a lot of love. We used to be able to go to radio station and do interviews. And um, before he passed, maybe like a couple of weeks before he passed, um, we were talking about, you know, doing some things and trying to set up some shows and stuff like that. He actually did our first uh, mixtape, uh, The Underground Experience Volume 1. So, you know. Oh, wow. That, okay. Man, that gave us, yeah, that gave us a, a, a good look. You know what I mean? Oh, doubt. Um, Rest in peace to him for sure. Man. So you had a pretty, uh, pretty colorful journey in the music business thus far. I mean, I did, and that's a good thing. I mean, I see that you have had uh had some music that has has made it on commercial radio and has been uh gotten got some rotation love and that's a beautiful thing. Um how you said your your label is how deep right now? How many artists are you working with currently? Currently we're working with uh uh four including myself. Um, okay, okay. You know, Prince Imperial, uh Speak No E and uh, the fifth letter. Fifth letter. Oh man, <laughs> yo, they first and foremost, I just want you to know your artist got some dope ass names. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's fire right there. Like a lot of times, if I'm listening, if I'm looking at a record, especially if I never heard of the artist, if the name is dope, I'll give it a shot. And I, and I will say, um, you know, I'm not afraid to admit, conversely, that if if I think the name's kind of dumb, I won't listen to the song until somebody else makes. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, uh, you you're not alone on that. You know, a <laughs> uh, name kind of sets the. It kind of sets the, the table, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, kind of gives a piece of your personality, you know, when people start hearing about it. Exactly. You know, and if everybody's little something or this, that, or the other, you know what I'm saying? You're kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, if I see another little, like, like nowadays, little usually just automatically tells me until, until somebody else lets me hear something and it's dope, I'm probably not gonna hear you because I'm not gonna choose to do that on my own. Um, and I mean, I hate to be that way sometimes, but at the same time, I've wasted a lot of time listening to some music that I that I was like, man, I, I just can't, I can never get that three minutes of my life back. So, like, <laughs> trying to be real selective about that right now. Um, now, uh, I guess let me think which order I want to do this. In. Okay, first of all, let's start with here. Let's start with the roundtable. 
tell me more about that because I th- I found that was really uh, interesting because a lot of people are so busy right now trying to separate themselves from other people as opposed to bringing people together. So I thought the whole roundtable concept was dope. Well, it kind of plays into what we were, you know, trying to do um, with changing our name from the Omega Clan to the Empire. Um, you know, that roundtable kind of plays into the whole kind of medieval vibe. You know, the group album, uh, the last group album was called The Dark Ages. So, you know, it's, it's that kind of theme. Um, you know, we were dealing with some other cats uh, out of uh, one cat out of Vallejo, uh, another cat out of Atlanta. Um, you know, it was and and uh, another group called uh, Ground Zero. Um, you know, they were all pieces of of that collective. Oh, okay, that's dope. So I guess I mean you said Vallejo. So do y'all have plans to come out to the West Anytime soon? Um, I'm hoping to. You know, uh, right now uh, the only two shows I got on on the docket right now is in uh, in, in Sanford and uh, another one in New Bern. Uh, coming up in December. Um, oh, right now, I'm kind of in the middle of uh, starting up this underground experience um, documentary because I, I interview, you know, all kinds of independent artists from around the country, uh, cats from Carolina, from uh, California to Broad, um, you know, that I've interviewed uh, independent hip hop artists. So it's been 10 years of that. So, you know, and that celebration of that 10 years, uh, I wanted to go ahead and start this documentary up and talk about, you know, independent artists and have independent artists show love to other independent artists and uh, kind of have a performance uh, piece to it as well. Uh, kind of vein of, um, you know, like Rhyme and Reason or the show. Ah, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Similar to that. See, even you bringing those up, let me know that you that you are a real deal hip hop head. You're not one of those. Uh, oh, let me just do this because I think it's gonna make me spread. Like that, most most cats that I meet like that have no clue. When I say rhyme and reason, they like, what is that? Or if I say the show or backstage or any of those, they're just like, what is that? And I'm yeah. like, dog, how you call yourself a hip hop head? You ain't never seen none of that. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, you yo, got to know the history. Yeah, yo, geez, did you dirty? Oh shoot. Now, being that you out there in Vietnam, I, that, of course, everybody knows J. Cole, uh, obviously. he's he's He came out of, you know, Fayetteville. Went, of course, he went to school in New York, got his deal in New York. But he he's always been a steadfast representative of Fayetteville. So I've always appreciated that about him. Um, but there's been a lot of really talented people to come out of the Fayetteville area. Um, I know my guy Spectac is from down there. And, uh, man, he's he's probably he was probably one of the most impressive MCs that I heard at that period when he was coming out. Um, now, how hard has it been getting, like, getting accepted in other places? Because I, I will say this, with as much talent as there is in Fayetteville, I haven't seen a lot of Fayetteville art. Like, I do, I used to do shows all over North Carolina before I moved out here, and I didn't see a lot of the Fayetteville artists getting that same love, being in a lot of the same places, um, like in Raleigh and in, in Greensboro and Charlotte, where I was doing a lot of the shows I was doing. So, like, how hard has it been to get yourself on bills or get your artists on bills, knowing that, like, coming out of Fayetteville? Well, I mean, mostly I had to, you know, try to do my own, uh, put my own shows together. And if we did something with somebody else, it's probably like a smaller promoter or something like that. But like you said, it, it is difficult to break into that scene because we were um, networking at one time with a cat who did some um, production or, or kind of uh, was on the periphery of that whole Justice League clique. 
and we were trying to, you know, network with cats, you know, in that in that vicinity. But it was just, you know, it's kind of hard to get get in those spaces. But I, I see things opening up a little bit more, you know. Hopefully, you know, I'll be able to get out to different places. The more uh, shows and things, you know, I'm able to do, the more you can get into other places. Um, oh, indeed. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's starting to open. I think now where you're from doesn't matter as much as it used to. Like it's now it's just kind of is your music good? I right, come rock then. Um, so I, I think I've I've noticed that change. And I will say, if you do make it out here to the west, you're gonna love it because I've been out here for six years, man. And I and I noticed that the way they embrace you if you're not from here, and if you and if you bring them quality, the way that they embrace you is different. You know, what I'm saying than what most of us independent artists, especially in North Carolina, are accustomed to getting. Um, Funny story, I went to Raleigh, did a show. Funny that you mentioned the Justice League. I was doing a show with uh, Faisal Comanche and Legacy uh, from, mm -hmm. from Justice League, and me and Superstition were rocking. And uh, I mean, we totally smoked it, man. But like, you could tell that that crowd was there for the Justice League. They was like, yeah, y'all are cool, but we're here for them. Like, yeah. So, you know, that happens, but <laughs> you just got to expect it. It happens sometimes, man. So, I mean, like, so what, like, to me, I guess my biggest question is like, so, so thus far, what would you uh, consider your biggest accomplishment in music? Um, just being able to, to get different products out. Um, I also was in a uh, movie um, and got my song uh, Savage on a soundtrack. Well, actually got two songs on the sound, on two uh, different soundtracks. Um, Savage is getting ready to be on a soundtrack for a movie called Tales from the Dead Zone. Um, that's in post-production right now. Um, my video should be in, in that movie as well uh, whenever it comes out. I think it's been kind of held up because of COVID and, and stuff like oh, yeah. that. Um, also, uh, I was in a movie called uh, Savage Genesis, and my song Trolling for Nothing uh, is in that joint. And I also have a little small uh, bit part in that one. So, oh, you know, those, those are two, you know, two of my biggest accomplishments, you know. Oh, that's lit, man. Yeah, and it's, it's dope that you're getting into the actor side of it, too. Um, I mean, like, I my uh, one of my closest friends, John Black, he's a, a artist that I kind of came through the pipeline with. Uh, and he he kind of got me back on acting. And so that's that's been kind of my secondary mean of uh, creative expression, simply because I get to do things when I'm acting that I don't get to do when I'm rapping. So it kind of gives me another outlet to, to let that other side of me kind of shine. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, like, do you find a challenge? Like, the thing that was hard for me was trying to remember lines for for the movies, for the movies and the plays that I've been in, because I'm still at the same time trying to memorize like words for these songs. <laughs> and I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever have you had any issues with that, or has it just kind of been like? Uh, was, well, I mean, some know, people this... find it really easy, but I mean, I didn't find it easy at all. So, <laughs> well, the, the, the I've been in uh, three. Well, technically, be three three different movies. And uh, the other one I was in, it was kind of like, you know, it's kind of free form. It didn't really have, you know, a hard set script. We were kind of like improvising lines and stuff like that, you know. Mm. That's dope. Okay. Oh, shit. All right. Well, that, I mean, that's, and if you, and like, realistically speaking, that that type of improvisational thing, I think, especially for us as hip hoppers, is probably a plus because we're so accustomed to having to come up with something on the fly, uh, whether you freestyle or not. Like, it's just kind of a, uh, instantaneous type of creativity that comes comes from hip hop, and that's dope, man. So, I mean, like, so what's what's next on the agenda? What's what's coming up? Like, that the people can check for very, very, very soon. Um, 
like I said, the, the documentary, I'm getting ready to work on that. Um, right now I have my album out called uh, One Heartbeat Away. Uh, you know, that has some features on it from Pace One of The Outsiders. Yes. Uh, Mickey Fax. Oh, man. Yeah, that joint is dope, too. I listened to it when you said it. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, that's crazy. And, uh, of course, uh, we got some cats from here in North Carolina. Haiti Ruger. Uh, you know, yeah, I got a joint. I got a joint with Ruger. That's my guy. Yeah, I got a joint with Ruger. I, I actually is coming on an uh, album I'm doing called Man Volume 2. Probably won't come out until next year. But, yeah, Ruger, my man. I seen, When I seen you had Eddie Ruger on the list, I was like, oh, he know his shit. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No doubt. It's cool, man. I'm, I'm hoping to get him, you know, in this documentary. Um, we'll probably get uh, like a performance segment from them probably next year and have him, you know, uh, as, as part of the documentary. I'm really kind of giving myself um, from now till about, I guess, till no November of next year to kind of get this wrapped up. So, um, but uh, as far as the album, also I got uh, the fat boy on it. Of course, oh. you know, Cash from the Empire, Fifth Letter, and Speak No E. And um, there's a couple other little surprises on it. Uh, folks oh. might want That name, Speak No E. That name is super dope. Yo. <laughs> I, I don't know why I keep going back to that, but that name is so dope. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, like that that name strikes me the same way the first time I heard the name Lord Have Mercy when I first heard Flip, well, you know, when Buster first started uh, announcing yeah. Flip Mode Squad. I was like, Lord Have Mercy, that's his name? Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Dude, like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's wild, bro. So, I mean, if the people the people that's listening, like, um, if they want to follow you on social media, how can they find you? Uh, they can check us out at NCC. CEO on IG, uh, NCC Records, The Empire on Facebook. And of course, the website is www.empiremusic, music spelled M-U-S-I-Q. Uh, you can go in there and tap in and check out. We also have our fundraiser up for the documentary. So, you know, the higher uh, you go, the bigger, um, you know, spots you can get on there as far as sponsorship, uh, executive producer credits uh, that'll be on IMDB. And, uh, you know, they can check out the merch and everything. Oh, that's lit, man. But look, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I know like this is a this is a slightly brief interview. I wanted to touch touch base with you, but what I, what I wanna do is maybe in about two to three weeks, maybe, let's get, get you and a couple of your artists back on and, and kind of have a little roundtable discussion. But before we go, I want to throw a couple of uh, current topics at you and just get your take on them real quick. Um, this Boston Celtics coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was talking to some people about that, man. Is, this is crazy. Um, I don't understand, you know, mostly it would be a personnel matter. I don't right. understand how, how it leaked out. I think it's, it sounds personal and also sounds funny because you have an owner uh the owner of the sons who just had a whole you know sexual harassment and racial scandal going on right and it seems like you know they allowed that to stick out you know and, and leak out so they have something else to kind of you know toss out there you know I mean? right it seems to me like it's almost a smear campaign. Like, yeah, you did something fucked up and we could have handled it in-house, but we're going to make sure nobody else don't hire you. And they already said when they bring them back, they're going to reduce the salary. 
So, I mean, the thing that came out to me, uh, like at first it was like there was an employee, uh, another employee, and they have a rule against that. Um, but then then other information came out that like maybe he tapped the vice president's lady or some shit like that. And I was like, whoa, okay. And, and this is the outcome. Yeah, that, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it had to be personal. Yeah, you know exactly. Man, that's crazy. Well, I, I wish that brother the best, man. I hope that everything turned out all right for him because that's um, there have been some things that have occurred in the NBA that I think were far worse that didn't get this the same. Like, I mean, case in point, not even speaking in the NBA, but like the whole thing with Brett Favre right now is barely getting any exactly. attention. You know what I'm saying? Mike Vick was all over the screen. Like, even Adrian Peterson, all he did was whoop his kid, you know what I'm saying, and to a point that some people considered was excessive. But, like, he whooped his kid, and it was all over the press. Like, this Brett Favre thing is quiet, super quiet. And I don't super understand. Quiet, and he's robbed, you know, just basically a rich robbing for, from the poor. You know what I mean? Exactly. Taking, taking all this, you know, welfare money, and apparently he's paid some of it back or whatever, but still, you know. The fact that you even had it in the first place. So that, <laughs> and then try to deny that you even had any contact with the governor and they came out with the actual screenshot text messages. Like you just, that's a whole nother level and nobody's talking about that. They just want to talk, talk about Ime Udoka. Yeah. And, you know, and Ime's got, he's, he's got his own issues because, you know, he, he lost the finals and and uh, uh, fumbled the bag on, uh, on Nia Long. So, yeah. You know, everybody mm-hmm. was talking about, man, how you cheat on Neil Long? I'm like, dog, I'm more concerned about how he messing up his job right now. Like, you can you can get another woman. Like, as much as I love Neil, I'm just saying, like, the reality is, dog, you are a head coach in the NBA. You can get you another baddie. But they already talking about cutting your paper. Not to mention, I'm feeling like a year suspension, they may actually cut cut ties with him. And then after what what's happened, the the likelihood of you getting another job may be slim if they if they muddy the pool enough about your name, yeah. you know. So that's going to put you in a bad situation. Now, speaking of people who muddy the pool, DJ Academics, Uh, who is not an academic nor a DJ, might I I add. (laughs) You know, uh, he's a clown of the highest order. Um, Like, how do you you even deal with that? Like, I don't even understand that at all. Because wasn't he on another show or something? And he was he was hiding behind. some female or whatever, when uh, when the Migos kind of got upset, and he went and hid behind her. Oh yeah, so that, 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 that let me know. Everyday struggle with Joe Budden and Deska. Yeah, that that yeah, that was. Yeah, he was yeah. shook. He was shook. And I mean, you if you're that afraid of somebody in person, for you to sit behind comfortably in your house behind your your computer screen and talk about the legends and the pioneers of hip hop. Um, now, mind you, he did release another statement after LL. Everybody else had they say to kind of clear up what he was saying. And I understand that there is there may be a communication gap generationally. Like him saying what he's saying, he was like, "Dog, look, I, I really was just cutting jokes. It really, it really wasn't that serious." Da, da da da. But I'm like, "Yeah." But what he, according to him, what he was really saying was, "I'm not talking to all the OGs. I'm talking to the ones that show no love to these young boys and want to talk shit to them when they out here getting paper." But like, you you had your run and you ain't do nothing with it. But I think LL had the most precise response when he was like, dog, it wasn't no business then. It was just some motherfuckers that like doing what they was doing. Like, we didn't realize this thing was going to turn into million, millions and billions of dollars for people. No, you know they weren't, you know, and, and at the beginning of this, they weren't trying to give anybody money. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It was all about the they art sure and for the culture. You know, the, the, the 
labels weren't even sure that this thing was going to last as long as it did. Plus, even if they knew it was, they were running the same play they had been running on every artist before them. You know, all the all the legends never got all the money that they deserved. They never got all their uh, royalties and, you know, all the R&B legends and all these other cats. They never got all the royalties that they deserved. Yeah, think about how many of our, our legends and, and pioneers and all in various different art forms die broke. You know what I'm saying? Um, think about how broke TLC was and all the records they were selling. You know what I'm saying? Like TLC was the biggest thing in the world while I was growing up. So like, I was like, yo, when I heard them talking about being broke, I was like, wait, how y'all broke? Y'all just sold like 10 million records. I don't understand. But then I started, that was, I think TLC was my introduction into the music industry and like what really happens behind closed doors. And I was like, yo, this is crazy that these girls sold all these, these ladies, I'm sorry, sold all these records, do all these shows. And like they said, their first check was enough for them to split and be able to buy a little car. It wasn't even a nice car, just a little, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh man, that's wild. So, I mean. Breaking those, breaking those numbers down. Um, there was a, uh, I don't know if you, you were around here when uh, Channel 17 had a, had Larry Pickett on and he had, um, I think he had Beanie Siegel on and he started oh, breaking yeah. down how much, how much, you know, uh, he got for an advance and then how much, you know, they started taking away from, you know, managers and this and that and how much they had to recoup. He just broke the numbers down. You go, yeah. After all this stuff, this is what you're left with. So you know. Damn. Yeah, that's real. Like Larry Pickett, that's my guy. He, uh, me and Larry actually went to high school together. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, because he, uh, uh, funny story about Larry. I actually need to get him on here too, man. Larry, uh, Larry, we, me and me and Larry played football together, and they they wanted Larry to play receiver, and I was the starting starting split in. So I was trying to teach him the intricacies. <laughs> wide out but it was crazy because i recently saw him post to his son i think got a scholarship playing wide receivers so i was like yo that's crazy it's a small world man like it's wild like even that you brought his name up is crazy like oh man that's deep bro yeah, i think yeah the so funny thing is um uh we were supposed to try to get an interview on the show and i had got him the music and stuff mm-hmm. and right about when we were getting ready to do it it's right when they took his show off oh that's crazy <laughs> I was That's like, crazy. oh man. And from my understanding, his show was, was doing fairly well. Like I think I was uh I was a little out of the loop at that time because I was doing a lot of traveling with music, but um I, I would always get updates, especially like most of the cats I went to high school with that are that are especially that are in the business. I kind of try to keep up with them uh just to see what they're doing. And I was glad to see Larry doing what he was doing. Um and I I, I, I want to salute him, but I also want to salute you for what you're doing, man. But for not giving up and for continuing to do hard work to put North Carolina on the map, man. We we appreciate you, brother. Believe that. Believe that. Appreciate the love, man. No doubt. Well, check it. I'm a, um, I'll, I'll tap in with you via email or maybe hit you on Messenger or something in the next next few days and we'll figure out the next, because uh, I got a few interviews lined up in the next few weeks, but I uh, maybe in like three weeks, maybe it may be up to a month, perhaps, because I'm, I'm about to go into it too, but um, We'll definitely, I want to get you on a few of your artists on, man, just so we can have a little roundtable discussion about how uh, how things are coming together, what our plans are for the future, and it's how everybody sees their individual, um, how, how they see their individual goals and successes uh, linking into the whole team dynamic. So I look forward to that. Um, I'll let you choose who you want to bring on with you, um, you know what I'm saying, and, we, and we'll get it popping, man. I, I look forward to that most definitely. Brother, thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.
All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon, brother. All power. Hey, y'all know what it is, man. Panther politics. Y'all make sure y'all lock in with Empire. Make sure y'all lock in with NCC. Don't ever, don't ever sleep on North Carolina. We coming. Believe that. You know what I'm saying? One love. All right.